a lot of times we get comfortable in where we are, whether we, you know, sometimes we think we're doing well and a coach will say, yeah, but you could be doing better. Or sometimes we may not be doing well and a coach is saying, yeah, you can do it. And so coaches are essential to success, right? That mentorship, that, that extra person. This is the Lorelei Hallett audio experience with Building Her Empire, business lessons for business women who come together to be unstoppable. The podcast of the podcasts when it comes to women entrepreneurs wanting to build a legacy, an empire, and be the change that we want to see in this world. My name is Lorelei Hallett, the international business coach who has been in the business and leadership world for over two decades. I am a speaker, an author, and I love empowering women to live the life of their dreams here at Building Her Empire. Each week, we'll answer your burning questions or bring you an inspiring story or person from the global community of Building Her Empire and beyond. This show is dedicated to sharing everything with you that you need to know to become immensely successful in the world of women entrepreneurs. Thanks for joining me today. Now, let the class begin. Hey there, it's Caitlin here. Welcome back to the latest episode of the Building Her Empire podcast, where we help businesswomen become unstoppable. So we are very excited to have you here today to listen in with an interview with Sean. Turn it up loud, listen in, and enjoy. So Sean, I want to thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart. Oh my goodness. You know, we met at CrossFit and uh, we met about two months ago and it was amazing because God's just like got his fingers on like the pulse and it's absolutely amazing. And I, I just love you so much because you you. are a huge leader and you you. are a businessman and you are a a strong father and a great figure in life in general. Would you mind telling us a little bit about where you grew up, first of all, Okay, um, and then a little bit about your mom and dad. Awesome. Well, I'm Sean, and I grew up in Seattle, Washington. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I have a San Francisco hat on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, but grew up in Seattle, Washington, and uh, my parents were very hard workers. And my father actually was one of the first owners of a coffee shop in Seattle. Uh, at the time, it was Starbucks coffee, Seattle's best coffee, and Freddy's. And it was a small shop around the corner on Madison Avenue. And he just, you know, I just watched him build that. And my mother actually started a janitorial service. And my mom is really the the, the rock and foundation of my dream. Because when, when I was a little boy, she would walk me down the street. We were living in these apartments. And she would walk me down the street. And there was this cool car dealership that was like all the cars like on the showroom floor encased in glass and she would say you know pick one." Oh my gosh pick that out and it'd be ferraris and all this stuff and so i was a little boy that fueled my dream and um so because of that it inspired me to go after my dreams and not have 
any limits on anything. And so that's, uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> See, so, so the reason why you're on this podcast is because obviously you're awesome. Um, okay. But number two um, is because I have a heart for youth. And as you know, uh, yes. Sean, I, I got my degree from Bible college in England in mm. youth and community work. And right. so that's how we related in the first place. But um, for my listeners and for uh, the people watching this, um, we have kids, right? You have kids, I have kids. And I, I know that they all have dreams in their hearts. And I, I couldn't agree more with Sean and his, his whole, his heart on, you know, his mom and his, you know, his mom bringing him up in his dreams, because listen, girls, that is, that is what we're doing. And that gives me chills to the core. And I love how, how you put the into action every single day. And I just love it. Um, so if you don't know me too well, I am from Seattle and obviously yeah. Sean's from Seattle too. We're like, oh my gosh, right, we're right. Atlanta? what? Right. How do we get here? So, <laughs> right. That was right. amazing. Amazing. So, um, uh, so you have a book out or is it coming out? It's coming out. It's coming it's out coming on out. February 8th. So yes. exciting. So exciting. Yes. And also there is a magazine, an online magazine, which you, which you need to talk about today because I'm yes. going to be in that and I'm going to be yes. in that on a regular basis. Yes. But I'm so excited because this magazine is, it's worldwide. And would yes. you mind telling us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So the magazine is called, you can have it all magazine and the, so it's, you can have it all magazine, raising extraordinary kids and motivating the world. And the magazine is all about inspiring youth to go after their dreams and for them to see other youth their age going after their dreams and things that they're into and, and giving them personal development. And then also giving the parents something to be motivated to do as well, development tips and, and tools to be able to help develop their kids. Because one of the things that I've learned in what I do is that motivation is a universal language. And whether you're in the United States or you're in England or you're in South Africa or Australia, everybody wants to feel good. Everybody wants to feel good about themselves, about their future and about their dream. And especially if you're a parent, you want to feel good about the future for your child. Yeah. So that's what motivated us to do the magazine. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And um, would you mind sharing a little bit about the first magazine, which is coming out February 8th, which is your grandma's birthday, I have to yes. say. And yes. by the way, um, that piece of advice, which you gave to me, which your grandma gave to you, mm -hmm. um, which was absolutely amazing. Would you mind sharing that with us all too? Absolutely. So the, I'll start with the, the piece of advice first. Sure. So my grandmother told me um, to always keep my hand in God's hand no matter what it is that you're going through, you're having challenges, it might seem rough right now, um, especially right now what's going on with, with COVID and the uncertainty with the economy. Uh, and that's one of the things I always held on to. She would always tell me, keep your hand in God's hand, even when she didn't have an answer for, you know, grandma, what about this? Or grandma, what about that? You know, she'd say, you know, oh, well, baby, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> keep your hand in God's hand. And so now it's like, anytime I have a challenge, that's what I, that's what I think about. And it, it has just been a rock in my life. And, uh, and so with that, we wanted to honor her with launching the magazine on her birthday because she 
was not only monumental in my life and in our family, uh, just a rock for our family, but she was also someone that would take care of anyone's child in the neighborhood. And so if there was a kid that needed something, that needed food, that needed anything, everybody knew they could go to Miss Elsie and she would, if she had food to give, which she always did, uh, which is also very biblical as well, um, because you know, the word says God gives seed to the sower, um, they would come and get food from her and she would always be willing to give. And so we want to honor her with, with launching on that. Day. That is beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I don't think she's still alive, is she? No, she's not. No, she passed okay. a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I find it very interesting. Um, uh, you know, I, I need to write books as well. And I'm sure that yes. everyone out there is thinking the same thing. But yeah. um, for me, I know that um, my grandma has been a great inspiration in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, also my aunts and, you know, everyone, right? But I'm thinking that when we pass and when they pass, our kids will know about them, right? Right, right. However, our great-grandkids, and what about our great-great-grandkids? Because right. we're going to have great-great-grandkids. And there will right. be a time when right. we die, right? Believe right. it or not, Sean, we will die. Right. right. And <laughs> <laughs> death and taxes, right? right. Death and taxes. Right, 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 right. Death and taxes, right, right. Um, Hopefully but, later. <laughs> right. um, but seriously, though, we will eventually pass on. And right. I don't want for my, for my great, great, great grandkids to not know, not about me, me, me. It's not all about me. But sure. at the same time, they need to know what God did in my life. They need right. to know how God specifically, you know, placed me in places and, and, right. and did things in my life. And, and there's no right. way that anyone else could do what God did. Right. And, and, and so my point is here is that you, uh, you need to write a book. I need to write a book. Everyone needs to write a book, but right. um, uh, the, we had a, a, a relative on the Mayflower. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, the, the heck wow. the Mayflower, the Mayflower. So wow. she was okay. actually Constance. Uh, uh, I can't remember her last name now. Um, wow. But uh, basically what happened, obviously now um, my uncle did all of this research and uh -huh. a lot uh -huh. of research. And um, my mom found like five years ago that, that someone actually wrote a book about her dad. Wow. And wow. so my mom wow. sent me that book. Wow, and really? That book is like so powerful yeah but also because it's my relative right ah exactly and i'm like exactly exactly i have a lot to live up to yeah and a lot of history a lot of rich a lot history of history a lot of rich history and i'm like yeah. okay all right i have a lot to live up to if, if, if he did this and this and this right he was so interesting that you know this guy's like i'm gonna do a book on this dude right well this guy had no idea that you know we related to him or anything exactly. else but that brought up in my mind, I'm like, oh my goodness, what about my great, 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 great right. grandkids? Right. They won't have to know about me and me and me and all about me. No, mm -hmm. but they would like to know, hey, what what a great great grandma go through, you know, right. back in COVID days. What did right. you know what I mean? Right. I do. And so it's absolutely essential that if you're thinking of writing a book. Mm -hmm. that you think about it more and more and then actually set that for a goal for yourself because right. it is so important talking about the legacy there you talking go. about because building her empire is not just oh great i'm building my empire right, right? 
Right. Building your empire is, oh, we're going to make a legacy with you. Right. 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 You're going to make yeah. a legacy. And I, and I think that that's very powerful uh, because you know mm. what's in your DNA, right? You know your makeup. Mm. And you yes. hear about, you know, I mean, okay, so it's, I have some pretty strong genes If this gene has been around since the Mayflower, right? Like it's, it's legacy. And then being able to see what they were able to do. And then you're able to see why you may like some of the same things, right. why you think the way you think. And then it kind of, it, it unlocks your potential for the future. Mm-hmm. Well, if, you know, if my great, 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 great aunt or grandmother created this business or did this thing, wow, what can I do? Right. right? And so it's very, there's, there's the, the, uh, that generational blessing is, I mean, you can't even put a, a you can't put it in a box. You have no idea what it'll do and how it'll inspire someone. Yeah, I know. And uh, I'm thinking about my kids. I'm thinking about your kids. Right. And, you know, they may be what, seven and three right now? Yes. And my kids may be 12 and nine. I have two sets of twins. So right. they're 12 and 12 and nine and nine. <laughs> <laughs> 24 <Ooh>. and 18. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Oh, oh Sean, I don't know what I'm going to do when, they're, when they reach teenagers. So I'll just let you know in a year because the boys Hang in there. Right. <laughs> Um, my point is though that uh, my kids have wants and your kids have wants too and desires. Yes. yes. And would you mind sharing a little bit of uh, information as to what we can do as to what we women, because we have mm. women listeners sure. to this podcast sure. and uh, women with nieces, women with nephews, women with grandkids, women with kids, women with three-year-old kids, women with teenage kids. What would you say to them who are asking, what can I do for my kids to help them be what they're meant to be in life? The, the answer to that is when I watch my mom, mm. I watch my mom be who she was supposed to be. Ooh. And it was her example that, inspired me to become what I am and and what God will do with my life in the future. And so I I watched her develop. I watched her fight through struggles. Um, It was, you know, there's a saying life isn't a crystal stair, right? There are lots of challenges and I watched her persevere through those. And so by your children watching what you go through and how you go through it, is what will give them a roadmap for how they will go through the challenges in their life because we all experience challenges and it's not how you it's not the challenge is how you deal with the challenge Amen. so the best way <laughs> to do it is is being that example right being the best mom you can be the in the best grandma the best aunt that you can be with your life as an example and they'll they'll follow suit that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that. You know, I'm thinking about all the struggles which I've personally been through. Right. And um, I don't know if you know this actually, but I had a stroke 30 years ago. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, that has been a challenge and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, having two sets of twins and really only having one hand because I, I, I can use the other one, but just to pick up things and uh, my, my right hand is uh, it's spastic. And so uh, I'm getting help with that. But anyway, um, so having two sets of twins, uh, two and a half years apart for me was wow. 
I, I, I couldn't even, wow. I, I, I would say all the time, I can't even, I can't even. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, honestly, Sean, uh, so when I, I can tell the kids a story now and they can right. see it in my life. Right. But when I uh, had the boys, uh, mm-hmm. I was uh, six, uh, five months pregnant and um, I didn't know it was twins, believe it or not. Wow. Um, <laughs> what a surprise. Oh, long story. <laughs> But yeah, uh, <laughs> we were seeing a midwife and we wanted to not have any ultrasounds and, you know, we wanted to have a natural birth and everything right. else. And then we were told, well, if you want to know the sex of the baby, of the uh, baby, of the baby, you can go wow. in at, at five and a half months. Okay, great. We're going in for an ultrasound. And then the right. day before my, uh, I went in for the ultrasound, my friend had a baby. Uh-huh. And my friend knew about my stroke and my friend knew about all of this. And so we went into, into hospital to see her and it was absolutely beautiful. And she's like, do you want to be the first one to hold Rowan? And I'm like, oh, I could, I can't do this. <laughs> I, I, and I, I literally like had a meltdown because I'm like, mm. I don't, I don't want my hand to squeeze his head. <laughs> I don't want my, I, I mean, I didn't want my arm and I was like, I can't do this. And I broke down into tears, Sean. Wow. Because I'm like, I can't, I don't know if I can do this. I'm like, I'm five months pregnant. What am I going to do with my baby? Right. right. And so at that point, I'm like, I don't. And so anyway, we got, we got home and that evening and I just broke down into tears and I'm like, I can't do this, Joel, my husband. I'm like, I I don't know what I'm going to do. My husband prays for me. And then we, you know, wonderful prayer. And then I go to sleep and I get up in the morning because I'm looking forward to this and, you know, I'm in the shower and like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a, you know, ultrasound, see what the baby is. Right. And right. so anyway, to cut a long story short, we go into the, the ultrasound and the first thing the technician says to me is, do you realize that it's twins like that in a very annoyed voice? Because it takes double the time to do twins than it does a singleton. And I'm like, ha ha very funny right you're joking right you're joking you've been doing this for like 35 years you're so bored of it you're just joking about twins she puts her hand on my knee so did y'all like have to pick yourself up off the floor (laughs) well thank goodness i was lying down right (laughs) what about joe what did joe do i know joe was just holding on to the bed like oh dear lord i know he was But so, so she turns the machine towards my face and the first thing I can see is two heads. And I'm like, that is not a two-headed baby. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, it's not. And, and um, wow. the, the feeling that God had this yeah. was completely overwhelming. And yeah. God was like, you know, he had his hand on my shoulder. He's like, Lorelai, I got this. And I'm like, good, because you have to, because I can't have this. I can't hold one baby, let alone two. I don't know if I can. Right, right. With two, right? Right. And I can tell oh, that wow. to the kids now. I wow. can tell the kids that I got through that. I right. didn't kill you. Right. <laughs> You're still Woo. here. Right. <laughs> and, and I seriously, you know, for the second set of twins, it was the same thing. You know, we go into the ultrasound room and, wow. you know, we have 18 month old twins and she's like, yeah. do you have twins in your family? We're like, Oh yeah, we do. Wow. I, wow. <laughs> so Joe's like, now wait a minute. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, let's just stop. <laughs> let's right. Yeah. Stop I was going to say, yeah. Wow. Um, well, well, but in all seriousness, I can tell that to the kids and I can tell right. them, hey, look, I got through this right. and so can you. 
And I got through my stroke and so can you. I got through, you know, whatever it is in life. And the things which we've been through as a family have been immense. And I can't even express to you how much resiliency my kids have now. Right, right. From watching. Right, from watching. From watching. And and that is just, that that is the... That is the key. I, I talk about that a lot um, when I'm talking with parents or in, in the book, I talk about that, the modeling. Mm. And especially today, a lot of parents don't realize how important that is, that you don't have to know how to do everything. Yes. You don't know where to find it, have to know where to find everything or where to find all the answers. Uh, but it's just how you handle things your kids are always watching. It's that modeling. And it's just being yourself in a sense. Um, but when they see you overcome challenges, yeah. it it's like adding fuel to their fire. That's why they want to become something. That's why they like to make you smile because look at this cool person and they think this about me. My mom is great. And it's like, she thinks I'm doing a great job. Okay, now I can do even more. It's really inspiring. Yeah, and you know the the kids see the tenacity in us, me and Joel. Yeah, and you know the the the, the resiliency and the fact that we're building our dream. You know, right. And the fact that you are building your dream, the fact that the listeners are building their empires and building right. their legacies. Right. Is is you know two and three years old? You can see that. You can see you it. You can see exactly what your parents are doing. You're like, you I want to be like that. So, uh, well, yeah. Well, you know, and one of the things I did, like, for example, I, I had to change what the things I would say. So, for example, mm-hmm. uh, when I will we'll put Mason to bed at night, he'll say, uh, well, Daddy, where are you going? And I used to say, well, you know, Daddy's going to work. You know, I'll go downstairs and go to work, right? And it'll come in my, my office, which I call a lab, and you know, Daddy's going to the lab and work. And one day, the Lord stopped me. He said, well, stop saying that. Mm-hmm. Stop saying that. Tell him you're going to build your dream. And so now when I put him to bed, I'll get him to bed, tuck him in, you know, daddy, you going to build your dream? Yes, I'm going to build my dream. Daddy, where you going? I'm going to build my dream. Because nobody really likes work. Oh, Sean, <laughs> likes so beautiful. Dream. And what I want him to understand is that because I do spend a lot of hours doing that, right. that it's not that it's work, something that's taking me away from him it's i'm building a dream right and so there's it's, it has more power to it and then, and then i remind myself right it makes it easier to go to downstairs and to go get it done because you're building your dream you're not working that's beautiful that is absolutely beautiful and you know that that links into legacy right because right. If you think about it, 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 it really shows them how to overcome failure and how to right. work because, right. you know, not all moms and dads and, and, and not all parents will, you know, do that. Right. And right. so obviously you're doing something for your kids. Right. You're building their legacy. You're building, building legacy. your empire That's right. for your kids. Right. And then your kids can look up to you and go, I want to be that. I right. want to be that. I want right. to do that. Right. One thing which I want to bring up now um, is I know you have little spunky kids and I love them yes. so much. Yes. Uh, I have uh, <laughs> four, four very uh, beautiful, wonderful, awesome kids, all with their own personalities. Right. <laughs> oh, man. 
And I know that all right. listeners out there, if you have more than one kid or even just one kid, I mean, whoa, right. or even just one nephew or niece, it's like right. a lot. They're a lot. They're um, a lot. How can we inspire our kids' dreams? And, you know, we're mentioning how we're, we're building our dreams and we're building right. our legacies. Right. And then how can we input into the kids just a little bit of that, like, uh, uh, you know, vaccinate them with like you know uh, a dream building you know vaccination or something right right, that makes right. Sense? right it does it does it makes a lot of sense the the way that and again go, going back to my, my mom and, and her example of what she would do with me uh, she would take me dream building and <gasps> I love it she you know there at the time there wasn't a name or a phrase for it but she would take me dream building. And some of it was, you know, on purpose. And then some of it was partially the, the work that she would do. So for example, <clears throat> she would take me and walk me down the street and look at these cars and we would go and, you know, we would go look at, you know, homes and things like that to build up that dream of you can have this because where we live didn't represent what she wanted for us. Yeah. So she said, well, let me take you to where I, where, where I want you to be or what's possible for you. Yeah. And then when she started her janitorial service, the dream building changed because then we had to go and clean these houses. But we were cleaning houses on Mercer Island and Bellevue and Seattle, right? These huge homes yeah. that had swimming pools on the inside and all these, I mean, just gadgets and cool stuff. And so then it was furthering my dream. Oh, so, beautiful. Oh my gosh. And so then it was like, okay, there are people that had this. Well, then, then I can have it. Mm. And then I was exposed to different people. And so the exposure is how you get your kid building their dream by taking them and doing it and then letting them, letting them be a part of the work. Let, it, let your child be a part of your business, building your vision, because then they're seeing it firsthand. They're seeing the work that you're doing. They see that building a dream takes work and effort. So you're building work ethic. And then they'll see um, ways to not only make your business better, but then they'll have their own ideas. Oh man, I want to start a, a lemonade stand or I want to build rocket ships. I want to, and that's how they start to dream by watching. As a matter of fact, um, one of the products that we have, my son named it, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. That is yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, so, you know, I've had a stroke and so my son, my 12 year old son, he, uh, enjoys giving my hand and my foot massages. Oh, wow. Um, that's because cool. it tenses up and I can't, you know, it really hurts and I'm, you know, uh -huh. oh, it's really painful. And the Mark's like, mom, can I massage it? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And it. so he actually has learned a lot about feet and about yes. hands and about how yes. to massage them and how, and I'm like, Mark, you're really good at this. You're <laughs> really good at this. Thank you right. so much. Right. And then recently he's been like, Hey mom, I am actually thinking about being a physical therapist because if I, if I can help you, then I can help so many more people out there. And I'm like, wow. absolutely. absolutely. And I said, Mark, you know what, if, if you want to be a physical therapist, you know, you can live here at the house, you can go to physical therapy school, and yeah. then I can actually pay for a coach for you to be yeah. a, you know, physical therapist and a, right. a wonderful coach. And he, right. he, he lives down in Florida and, you know, all the rest of it. Wow. And like, he sees the private practices all the time, physical therapy. Uh -huh. And like, if you uh -huh. want that, go for it. I'll, you know, I'll it. support you a hundred percent. He's right. like, okay. 
he's right. an adult. Isn't that something? But you know? if but he's involved in what it is that you're doing, he sees a need, he sees what's going on, and, right. and the seed's been planted. Isn't it wonderful? It is oh, wonderful. I just love I think it so that's much. Cool. I'm like, man, like shout out to, to Mark. I'm like, wow. Right. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. So so I want to change this topic just a little bit, just a little okay. bit. Okay. Um, so I know that we all have fears and lack of confidence in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that women especially have uh, uh, just that mental, I know that men do too, but it's just different. Uh, mm-hmm. So women especially have that mental, uh, that mindset. And if it, if it goes downhill at all, then obviously it can, you know, go downhill really, really fast. Right. Um, right. And I know that from personal experience. Right. So um, how have you uh, dealt with fear and uh, lack of confidence in your youth leading? Okay. And so in the youth leading, yeah, I mean, just just in general, I suppose. Um, the well with youth, it was a that was a big challenge for me because originally I didn't want to work with youth at all. I had zero passion with working with youth. Um, I, I mean, the booger fingers, the snot. The, I had no interest in kids, and when. And my, my heart was struck with what was going on, the need for it. Yeah. And I was a fish out of water. I didn't have a background, an official, like a, a trained background with working with youth. So I literally had to be on my face on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. God, what do I do next? Right. What do I do? And it was really that guidance that helped me. And it wasn't that I stopped being afraid. It was that I just had kept doing it, even though I was afraid. Mm-hmm. And so I read a book by David Schwartz and that's called the magic of thinking big. And one of the things that Dr. Schwartz says in the book is that action cures fear. And yes. it's what is, it, it was powerful to me because I was so afraid. I didn't want to work with kids. I didn't know how to really connect and work with them. I'm a man working with kids. You know, it was just all those different things. And it was just like, what do I do? And action cures fear. So the way that I was able to get through it was to just keep pushing. And then again, watching my mom. I mean, that was what she did. I mean, she was a woman in a industry that was run predominantly by men. And she had to overcome that. Uh, We're talking about in the early 80s to build a business. As a matter of fact, here's an example. The way that she had a breakthrough in her business, her friend from high school was the mayor of Seattle. And she didn't know at the time, and she was trying to find business and found out that the mayor of Seattle at that time was a high school classmate of hers. Now, we've all been in high school. Nobody wants to go and say, hey man, you know, can I clean your house? (laughs) high school right but (laughs) but what she had at stake was putting food on the table so that faith was greater than the fear beautiful so she had to go to at the time was mary norm rice and hey i'm starting a business a janitorial service can i clean your home now if her pride because pride and fear run neck and neck oh yeah oh yes oh (laughs) yes run neck and neck if her 
fear, right, and that pride would have gotten away, she would have missed that opportunity. From getting that opportunity, man, her business skyrocketed. Yeah. And yeah. you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because pride and fear, they do run neck and neck just so they you do. Know. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my right. goodness. I've got so much pride. I've got so much fear. And I'm like, right. I got to get those down so that I can get up anyway. Right. Um, right. But uh, in all seriousness, when we first met, uh, mm-hmm. it was a CrossFit. Yes. And um, yes. Uh, this CrossFit has been absolutely amazing for me. Yeah. It'd be great. My life. <laughs> just yeah. been wonderful. Um, but when I first went back in October, I want to say uh, September, I can't remember now. Um, I was afraid. I was so afraid because I went to CrossFit, you know, five years ago and five years ago, I was really fit. I was really, really fit. I had a six pack and I was like, really, oh, wow. <laughs> I was really fit. Okay. So listen, right. So 60 pounds later, five years later, and I haven't worked out in five years. And so I'm like, okay, I want, I needed to get fit because I'm, I'm just, I was getting tired. I was getting, you know, all my bones were getting tired. I mean, like everything, everything was just, right. Right. Well, can I stop you real fast before you go? Everybody now a six pack, this is after four kids. So, yes. don't, so, so if anybody wonders yes. if it's possible, yes, right, it's possible. Yes, it is. It is. Okay. Yes. Right, I just want to point that out. Keep now, going. now, you know, they do call it twin skin for a reason because you know, okay. once you stretch out so far, then like uh-huh. you know, there's no chance of it ever going back. <laughs> right. So, I'm just saying. But um, I did have a six pack, and it was. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, whoa, I have a six pack. But right. listen, so I want to say that when I called Doc the guy that runs the CrossFit, I'm like, you know, I'm holding the phone in my hand. I'm like, come on, Lorelai, you can do it. Come on, Lorelai, you can do it. I'm like, no, I can't. My pride, my fear, my pride, my fear. And I'm like, I'm coming through. And I don't care what you say, pride and fear. I'm coming through you guys. And I don't. So the first time that I went, uh, uh, I went and Joey was there and Doc Mm -hmm. was there Uh and Keisha was there. And I go in and I'm, well, I'm sitting in the car and I'm like, I'm not looking forward to this. I'm, I haven't been, <laughs> right. I don't even know anyone there. And I'm like, right. I don't want to do this. I just want to <laughs> turn around and go back home because right. I'm not fit at all. Right. And everyone there is going to see how unfit I am and see me die every single time I do CrossFit. Yes, you do. <laughs> I do. Yes. And you do too. And and so do I. Yeah. So listen. When I walked through those doors, I walked mm-hmm. through those doors with my head held high and I was like, I can do this because I've done yeah. it before. That's right. And even if I hadn't done it before, I'm, I can still do this because I've got a strong will and That's I've right. got an umph in me that is not going to give up until I get there. That's right. And I can't tell you how much good that that CrossFit has done. That CrossFit has been my uh, doc's been my chiropractor my rehab doctor and my physical therapist my trainer i mean like and i've met you and i met so many people there and i'm like isn't it great why did i why was i afraid of this right (laughs) so listen listen if if you're listening or if you're watching if you're afraid of something there's a reason for that right there's a reason for your fear and, and your pride and so i think that you just need to take a a, a, a real, you know, sit down, just take a real look at it and be like, is it really worth my pride? Right. Is it really worth this fear? Right. 
Because I can tell you what, right now, if I never went to CrossFit, I wouldn't know you. I wouldn't be going to doc and having, you know, my hand seen to, uh, you know, for my stroke and having this chiropractic work. And I'm just amazed Mm. by everything which which has happened from that one incident, from that one incident of me walking in those doors and going, I'm bigger than you, pride. I'm bigger than fear. I can do this thing. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... Doc is great and he is no joke. He knows his stuff and he also is, and it's amazing every time I think about it, a 56 year old man right. that is pretty much, he, he's, and he's in shape like he's 15. Right, I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I see him do things and it's like it's inspiring. He's like, a monkey. It's just yeah. like, do, 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 do. like with no problem. And it's like, I, I, I tell you a quick story about Doc. Okay, so he's like, all right, Sean, we're gonna we're gonna run a mile. And I'm like, all right, oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, let's do it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna my goal is to beat a time of seven and a half minutes. And I'm like. Seven and a half minutes. So I like, like, really, like, are we, are we talking about like the whole thing or like, you know, because I'm like, I'm nowhere near that. Right. So we start running. Okay. He takes off boom, full speed. Okay. And he's gone. I can't see him. Now I, I run like a, like a, a fully loaded 18 wheeler. Like I got like a full load. I'm like, all the, I go through all the gears trying to run. Like I'm, I'm talking to myself. Come on, you could do oh my on, one more. Come on, Sean. Come on. That's how I end up running, right? Right. When I turn the corner, I'm halfway to where we have to go to turn around. I look up the street and he's zooming back, coming back the other way. Now he's 15 years older than me. He's right. zooming back, coming the other way. Right. So by the time I got back, which my time was well over seven, he beat his time he did like seven minutes he beat it by 30 seconds and mine was like something like 15 minutes or something like that I mean just just an amazing guy so I'm happy that that we're able to be a part of of what it is that he has going yeah so am I uh just one quick story and then I'm going to ask you one last question sure Um, sure the quick story is the second time they went to CrossFit um I was dead the first time. And so I, you know, walked in there like a zombie. I'm like, okay, all right, well, here I am to die again. Right. Um, And you know how he has you run like five or six laps around the gym, right? I I have no problem with that now. No problem with that now at all. But first time, second time, I'm like, oh, I can't even do this. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm literally like panting and like breathing like I'm going to die. And I'm like, this is embarrassing. This is just embarrassing. And there's like one other person here and then Doc's over there and I'm like, oh, and I'm like an 18 wheeler. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) and um, so Doc sees this, right? Uh And so he runs with me, he walks with me and he's like, look, what we're gonna do is we're gonna walk 15 steps Mm. and then we're gonna run, we're gonna jog 15 steps and breathe through your nose, out through your mouth, in through your nose, out through your mouth. And he shows me how to breathe and he shows me how to run and he shows me how to jog. I'm like, hang on. I thought I knew how to walk. Nope, I didn't. You know, I'm like, I thought I knew how to jog, but I didn't. 
And so this is the, I mean, like I'm 38 years old and, you know, he, he showed me how to walk and how to breathe. Like, seriously, how did I get by with in life without it? But listen, this is the, the inspiration and the, the support and the cheering on and all the rest of it, which not just CrossFit can do for you, but, but uh, a coach can do for you. Right. 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 Absolutely. I can't, I can't agree with that anymore. Um, so yeah, Doc, we love you. <laughs> yeah, we do. And, and, and to touch on what you were saying about coaching, uh, what a coach can do for people is help them see farther than they can see themselves. Right. Um, a lot of times we get comfortable in where we are, whether we, you know, sometimes we think we're doing well and a coach will say, yeah, but you could be doing better. Or sometimes you may not be doing well and a coach is saying, yeah, you can do it. Right. And so coaches are essential to success, right? That mentorship, yeah. that, that extra person that is not going to agree with you every single time. <laughs> right? they're, they're not going to, you know, um, always side with your perspective. Mm-hmm. but you don't want them to you want them to, to stretch you so that you can reach your goals well sean this is going back to the the, the main point which we were talking about before which is parents and children right. this is like parents and children right, right. so right. if if you're if you're a parent and you always say yes you can have this yes you can have that yes you can have this candy yes you can be up until two o'clock in the morning yes 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 right. you're saying what the kid doesn't want you to say right essentially exactly. I mean, like the exactly. kid may be like oh that's really great uh but you know they may grow up and be like little spoiled brats right right, right. and right. so you need to be like that you need to be you need to have the humility to right. be a child around someone who's much better at something than you are and actually Absolutely. hire them or look at them or you know go Absolutely. to their events or whatever it is and soak them all up Absolutely. Absolutely. um so can I ask you, um, I know that you're a very confident guy and uh, you're, uh, I know that we're going to hear a lot about your mental toughness and everything uh, in these next coming months. Um, how would you say that you can uh, tell your kids that you're confident without uh, telling it to them? Does that make sense? This is the last sure. question for you. Sure, sure. The... <clears throat> is by my actions yeah by my by my actions yeah uh because the they your actions speak louder than your words they really do you know they they speak louder than your words and the thing about confidence is being genuine right in the sense that you don't when you're confident, you don't always have to say that you're confident. Right. Right. You don't always have to um, have a particular body language that, you know, right. Confidence, you know, put your shoulders back, put your head up. You're confident. Well, this doesn't necessarily mean that I'm confident. It just means that my shoulders are back in my head. (laughs) You know, I mean, I might just be here and be completely confident sitting in the back of a room, you know? And so, but it's, it's, it's the actions. Yeah. It's the actions that the actions make such a difference. 
uh, with, with children, it, then watching what you do, your body language, watching what you do makes all the difference in the world. Oh, thank you so much, Sean. Yeah, and uh, the last question is, how can people get in touch with you? How can, obviously, you're going to be on this podcast a lot. Yes, and, I'm looking uh, forward to it. Uh, how can people get involved in the magazine? How can people get involved with uh, Raising Extraordinary Kids, your book? Yes. Uh, just let us know how people can get in touch with you, Sean. Awesome. So IG is great. Follow me on IG. It's SF Dreams Big is my IG handle. <laughs> SF Dreams Big. Follow me on Facebook, Sean Banks Dreamcatcher. And the website is YCH iamag.com and so that stands for you can have it all mag.com or you can have it all magazine uh, but it's ychiamag.com they can go on there and and uh check us out <laughs> thank you so much sean i really really am so blessed to have you on this on this podcast and man uh, lorelei uh, thank you i yeah. appreciate you and i had a great time and a lot of great laughs yeah. <laughs> next time i'm gonna run i'm thinking about the 18 wheeler <laughs> Tomorrow, right. tomorrow, I'll go tomorrow. to and be like, right. really? But you know the thing about an 18-wheeler? Hmm? They, they get there. That 18-wheeler is going to get there, right? <laughs> they are going to get there. They are going to no, get they're, there. They're, they're confident and they're strong, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. Get All right, there. And everybody better move so out much. the way. <laughs> Have a Peace wonderful me. day. You too. Bye. Thank you. What a great episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode as much as we did, check out the show notes below so that you can find out how to become part of this amazing tribe and community of women entrepreneurs who cheer each other on and support each other so that we can be unstoppable. See you next time.